Are you an entrepreneur that's struggling to keep up with the day-to-day running of your business? Are you stuck, suffering from superhero syndrome, trying to do everything yourself? Well, fear not. You're in the right place because this is the official Virtual Freedom Podcast. And now, to bring a little calm to your entrepreneurial storm, here's your host, Virtual Freedom author, Chris Ducker. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to the Virtual Freedom Podcast. This is episode number 13. I am your host, Chris Ducker, and I applaud you for making the decision to tune in to another episode. Uh, For those of you discovering the uh, podcast for the first time, this is the show where I tell you exactly how you can work with virtual staff to buy more time, become more productive, and ultimately build your dream business. Because life is too damn short to be slaving away behind a desk for 16 hours a day, just like I was in 2009, where I decided that enough was enough. I burnt out, I hit a wall, and decided to make some drastic changes in the way that I was going to continue to run and grow my business. That's my virtual CEO story, and that is in episode number one of this podcast. So if you're just discovering us, thank you so much for uh, making the time, and uh, please feel free to go right the way back to the beginning. And if you're on iTunes, uh, to go ahead and just hit the subscribe button and devour all of the content. Every single show runs at around anything between literally five, six to 10 minutes a pop. They're quick and easy to digest and share, so feel free to pass them around as well. So in the last episode, we talked about a very simple reporting system that I use with my VAs on a day-to-day basis. In fact, in that episode, I read directly that particular part of that chapter from the book word for word. So it'll give you a bit of an, un- an idea as to how uh, the book flows. And... Um, yeah, like I said, it, it, it's not something that needs to be uh, you know, too overly complicated. Reporting is important, but you should keep, you know, like most things in business, if you keep it simple, um, you know, it's usually not going to break on you. So uh, if you haven't already checked out that episode, go ahead and do so. That's number 12. But today we're going to be talking about the big question. This is the big one. And it's something that is a little controversial for some, for some uh, you know, countries around the world, particularly I've noticed the United States. Now, whenever I go to the U.S. to talk, on the subject of outsourcing or building virtual teams, particularly as a lot of people in attendance will know that I have a company here in the Philippines, uh, which is a major hotspot for outsourcing. We're going to be zeroing in and really zooming on in uh, from the next episode onwards for uh, maybe four or five episodes on the Philippines and how you can utilize the Philippines, uh, you know, and and their people and the talent of their people um, in the next episode. But you know, I do. I get a certain amount of flack over this. Um, and I remember actually a funny story. I was in one of those beautiful blue super shuttles a few years ago on my way from my uh, hotel to the airport um, in San Francisco at about six in the morning. I barely, you know, just been able to get my first vat of coffee in me to keep myself awake. And um, I was on this super shuttle and we, you know, I got talking to these two lovely ladies, um, middle-aged ladies. And, uh, you know, we were talking about the Philippines. Oh, that's lovely. And, you know, what a nice country. And like, what do you do over there? So, well, actually, I run an outsourced call center. Boom. It was as if I dropped the, you know, a nuke on the United States. Um, and, you know, they, they said, oh, we don't agree with outsourcing jobs and you're taking jobs out of the country and all that sort of stuff. So I get it. Um, however, you know, 
when when we talk about outsourcing in regards to virtual freedom, we're not talking about uh, you know rows and rows and rows of call center workers taking jobs away from people at AT and T and and you know AOL and all those other companies, right? So we're talking about personal and small business outsourcing here, and I mean you know the fact of the matter is is that you know rather than taking anything away from anyone, um, a small business can really truly survive. Uh, particularly its startup or its bootstrapping phase, um, and 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 eventually create more opportunities for local expansion by enlisting the talents of overseas employers at the beginning of their journey. Now, I'm not saying that going overseas is required. Uh, you know, there are a lot of advantages of staying close to the home. Um, you know, number one, you work in the same time zone as your virtual workers, so you know that there's there's nothing going to be sort of uh, no time is going to be lost so to speak, uh, none gained either. But, you know, when you work in the same time zone, it's it's going to be, you know, certainly going to be advantageous to have the same work schedule, um, particularly if your VAs are going to be taking care of clients as well. Um, you know, there are other uh, reasons and benefits of working with uh, VAs locally. Uh, you know, you might need a skilled writer or transcriptionist. Um, you know, ultimately, outsourcing this sort of type of work is tough because, you know, a lot of the countries that you'll outsource to, such as the Philippines and India, English is not the first language, right? So you're bound to have spelling and grammatical errors and, and you know, certain things lost in translation. So staying close to the home and, uh, you know, uh, working with people um, based in your own country, whether it be the US, the UK, Australia, Canada, wherever, um, is sometimes a really, really good call. Um, the other thing is that, you know, your local VA will just get it. I know it's a bit of a broad term, but they'll just get it, plain and simple. You know, many business owners that I've spoken to, um, you know, will say that they prefer to work with domestic-based VA simply because they're local. You know, they have the same traditions. They've got the same employers, the same area. They have a better understanding of the customers within the city, the state, the country, whatever the case may be. And because of that, you know, it makes life a little bit easier sometimes. Now, they're the benefits of staying local. But let's talk real quick about some of the benefits of going overseas. Now, when you talk about going overseas, it's definitely not for everyone or for every business. However, there are a lot of benefits involved. First and foremost is the time, uh, sorry, the, uh, the, the cost-saving benefits. Now, the cost-saving benefits are obvious. On average, on average, you will you will probably pay around about a third of what you will pay locally for a full-time member of staff, say, in the Philippines, for example. Um, obviously, there's going to be different skill sets and levels and experience levels and things like that, but that is the average across the board, right? So that's the first thing I should mention. Then there's the time zone. Now, if you work, if you say in the UK or the United States or Canada, um, you're on a totally different time zone. You're behind, way behind. If you're in the UK, eight, nine hours. If you're in the US, you know, 12 hours plus behind the Philippines. So ultimately, when you're sleeping, your VA is working for you. Stuff is done when you wake up in the morning. You open up your inbox or your base camp or Asana or whatever, uh, and these are tools that we discussed in um, episode 11, uh, you know, you can get to work knowing, or rather you can go to bed knowing that your VA is going to be working for you as you sleep. There's something to be said for that as well. Now, I should be completely transparent when I say that even though I live here in the Philippines and I employ 
several hundred Filipino workers, and I love Filipino VAs, there are certain things that I won't have my Filipino VAs do here. One of them is transcription work. My GVAs or my even my content writers will not do transcription work for me. And the reason for that is because of those grammatical errors and the fact that sometimes things are lost in translation in regards to certain phrases that I'll use or certain references that I'll mention. So ultimately, nothing transcription-wise, nothing writing-wise that's really important to me, my business, or my brand will I have people locally do for me. In fact, I work with a transcriptionist uh, who does all of my podcast show notes uh, and any transcriptions that I need done over in the United States. And she is on board with me on a part-time basis doing that for me every single week. So that's just one, you know, one way of me being able to show you that, you know, sometimes staying local is a good thing, or in this case for me, going overseas to the US from the Philippines. Another thing that I have um, a lot of issues with here is anything web development wise. Now I want to clarify, there are a lot of really talented, really talented web developers here in the Philippines, particularly WordPress people. Um, however, because they're very techy and they sit behind and they, the keyboard and they live on the internet all day long, their communication skills don't tend to be, and when I say communication, I mean English, their English skills don't tend to be as good as, say, a general virtual assistant. And honestly speaking, I'm too busy to have to repeat myself when working with web developers. So pretty much everything that I've done web-wise over the last few years, I have outsourced overseas. Eastern Europe is a huge hotspot for anything development-wise. Um, uh, but I've also worked with, uh, with with developers over in the US. I've worked with developers in the UK. And I've just recently had a complete redesign of the Virtual Starfinder site done by um, a set of developers and designers over in Switzerland. So this is what I'm talking about here, guys. You can utilize the talent from all around the world. It's not necessarily, do I stay local or do I go home? It should be, where do I find the best person to do this job for me? In the next episode, we're going to be talking about the Philippines a little bit more and why it's the perfect starting point for your virtual team building. I'll see you then. If you enjoyed today's show, I would love for you to head over to virtualfreedombook.com to find out more on how you can work with virtual staff to buy more time, become more productive, and build your dream business. I'll see you over there.